And we'd like to thank Vita Brevis Clothing for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time. Hey everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of Seat Time. I'm Jason Schmidt. And I'm Brian Pierce. What's going on, everybody? So we're here, episode five, Seat Time. That's cool. It's happening. It's happening. We're drinking. Um, so uh, as we start off, some of the things that happened this weekend, we have our own stories, but we're going to... We're going to... Uh, Hold those off for a little bit. because We're going to make you work for it. We're going to make you work for it. Stop bouncing off our site, mm-hmm. bouncers. Um, one of the cool things that happened this weekend, uh, Russell Bobbitt made it back over to the uh, fifth round of the OMAs in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where he actually came off uh, second place. It sounds like uh, he was actually running. He got the whole shot and was running up front for most of it but uh, just kind of not completely paying attention maybe when he came through for the last pit board, knowing where uh, Shane O'Bannon was behind him. Uh, he actually passed him uh, right towards the very end, and he said, elbow to elbow, trying to get him back. But unfortunately, it did not happen, and so he uh, walked away. So uh, let's get his name correct. Shane O'Bannon was the one who uh, got first place at the OMA this past weekend, so Russell Bobbitt got second. And then we would have Dustin Gibson, uh, who rounded out the podium at the OMA uh, in Nashville. Uh, And as well, that looks like that was actually a sweep for KTM. So the orange bike's still doing pretty well off-road. Definitely. Looks like they're having fun. On the subject of orange bikes doing well, um, a little bit farther away over in Barcelona, the indoor... (laughs) (laughs) That is not rock-throwing distance. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. (laughs) It's a little skip and a jump away from Nashville. And an airplane. Yeah, no, the Indoor Enduro Championship was held. Uh, Taddy came out, um, consistent as all get out, and put together a good day for himself. Yeah, which is good to see because of that. when he, uh, that first that first round, he was extremely inconsistent. He was just making all kinds of mistakes and slamming the shit out of jumps. that <laughs> He probably didn't expect to be jumped. Um but, uh, no, you're right. He was definitely much more consistent, and I think that that's what helped him walk away this weekend with such a commanding lead over, you know, uh, the other riders, which would have been... Uh, next up in line, the finishing out the podium was the man, the greatness, David Knight. David Knight. And then Serenity's, but hey, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> David Knight uh, brought along with him something that I know probably had Brian's manhood fully engorged. Oh, my gosh. Are you talking about... Wait. Yeah? Wait. Yeah, yes, the 350XC, baby. I was actually talking about the assless MSR gear they debuted. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. It's my chaps, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. The, uh, the 350XC, the fact that they finally came out with it as a production model, this was kind of when they unveiled it, you know, as the team bike for uh, certain certain off-road teams. And so David Knight came out there. It's just kind of a one-off for himself. He's not going to compete in the series. Um, the they debuted the 350 and he said that it rode really, really well. He really enjoyed it. It definitely doesn't have the power that he's used to. He's um, a big boy. He's a big dude. Yeah, he is a massive hunk of Welsh. Man? He's from the Isle of Man, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. Man. Just man. straight M-A-N-N. up. and N. Yeah. That works. You can spell it however you want. I don't care. And then there's a, another guy that got third. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not going to lie to you. Cervantes? Pretty good. That's pretty good. Sure. I'm going to roll with it. Effort. That's good effort. Yeah. Um, but no, it, uh, they had really good pictures are all over the place. It's a lot of fun, so we're glad to see everybody having a good time. Um, and then unfortunately, or I don't know if you say unfortunately, but uh, some news that was interesting this past weekend for us was Snowmageddon 2011. 
in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I think we got like over six inches of snow. What are we yeah, it's um well, at my place there was six inches of snow on Friday alone. Before that, the preceding three days were oh, just solid ice. ice. Yeah. And so it was uh, a lot of people with this coinciding with the Super Bowl in Dallas think that it was something to do with Jerry Jones selling his soul to Satan. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it very well could have been. But yeah, the Death Star things that went on is scheduled out there. But sadly, yes, the Toro race was canceled. So uh, it was just, it turned out that uh, the roads were just, I mean, we probably could have raced, you know, being cold, a little snowy, everybody can, you know, people can put up with that. But the unfortunate part was just that the roads were still so icy from the all the all the ice that we had received um, earlier in the week, and it was we just knew it'd be too dangerous. Um, yeah. So the I say we. Side. I'm on staff. That's the only reason I kind of bring it up like that. I was they had asked me. He's about not stuff, French. And, yeah. He actually means that he's a part of it. Yeah. No, and uh, I'm crazy. the other the other side of it is that. Um, all the rigs going out to de- there to camp for the weekend. Yeah, everyone could have made it through the course, but. Can you imagine how many monster ass RVs would still be buried out yeah, there? How many monster ass tow trucks would have to be headed yeah, out exactly. to Jacksboro, Texas? Yeah, a lot of the towing services in Jacksboro were probably pissed at the Toro board for canceling <laughs> this one. Kids are in college. Come on, look out for a brother. It would have been fun. I've never raced in the snow, like snow, snow. It would have been. It would have been interesting. But we did have fun, regardless. Yes. I think Friday night we wound up killing the twenty four pack. Yeah, I showed up over at uh, Woody's house, it was Woody and his wife, and me and my girlfriend, and I brought a 24 thinking that, hey, we'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. That, we that did not last till the water got warm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible miscalculation on my part. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was either. I mean, we were, uh, it's kind of interesting, the fact that we drank that much and we're still raring to go. Yeah. I mean, I mean maybe that's not that interesting. We do that quite often. I yeah, guess. it's actually... What the hell are you thinking? 24 place. beers for four people. I don't know. You That's terrible. You I'll never do it again. Yeah, I never. I know. 30 pack all the way. Keystone, baby. Mm. I've seen the two of y'all kill a 24 pack by yourselves. Hmm. The women into the mix. Yeah. I've seen you kill 24 women's hopes and dreams of ever actually getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, this it, episode will be entitled, at, How to Tap Dance on Jordan's Balls. <laughs> and at 909, we have anger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what that did lead to is uh, not even much of a hangover, I wouldn't say, because it was light beer. But um, Saturday, Saturday was bike fun. Time. Yeah, we uh, so Ugh. we talked about Bloody blowing up his bike. So he brought it over to the house, and we stripped that bitch down. Yeah, we had our own little autopsy moment. Yeah. Uh, we had we our, became motor experts. <laughs> yeah, we had our post mortem. The the good slash sad thing is that we realized how good we are at just tearing a bike completely apart. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, and had. Everything's stripped down. The The good points are that I found things that need to be replaced on the bike outside of the motor work. The bad <laughs> points are I found things on the bike that need to be replaced outside <laughs> of the motor work. My money is only so large. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be at work knocking on my boss's door. Um, Could I have that baller status pay raise here pretty quick? Can you make it say VP after my name today? Yeah. <laughs> Let's skip the AVP thing. No, um... All in all, it came out better than it could have with the motor. It's uh, meaning not everything was trashed. Yeah, no, the head's still good, but no cams, piston, jug. Yeah, 
Tiny <laughs> chain. Oil oil drain bolt. Oh yeah, oil drain plug. <laughs> yeah, there's just a couple things that I need. So we took I took the engine out <laughs> and I was looking around and you know trying to figure out where the the oil drain plug was and I'm like I know I didn't already remove it but it looked like all the the frame mount bolts were removed as well. and I'm like buddy come make sure that I'm not going crazy and tell me that that's where your drain plug's supposed to be. And he's like, maybe it's on the other side. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's on the right side of the bike. He's like, okay. And I'm like, that is where your oil comes out. And there's no oil on the ground where we took the bike apart. So that means that there was no oil in that motor. And so that's when we figured out what happened. Yeah. When we I, were brainiacs about the situation. Yeah. We were ultra smart. Now, it turns out, and one of the guys that came over, Dwayne, confirmed it because it had happened to him before, too. He had, I had blown the drain plug right out of the bike, so, and which you could also Riding see. Riding so hard. I know. Awesome. When you're narcore like me. Yeah. Um, when you do it awesome, you do it good. You've got to keep it real. But, uh, eh. I, Yeah, it was an interesting At least experience. we know, yeah, at least I know what it was. At least Always I wasn't having to go through. Always out of every bolt possible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, go till white knuckles, go till you hear testicles pop. I mean, basically, that's the way I'm going to tighten everything on that bike from now on. Yeah, but we got parts on order and everything. Hopefully, we'll we'll net out and uh, we'll get it taken care of. Let's see, Saturday night, Um, I don't mean to shock you kids, but we drank. Yeah. No. Uh, we went out Yeah. while no. Jordan was not having sex. Yeah, let's bring that up again. Yeah. <laughs> the desert in well, Jordan's Well, that wasn't while it was happening. That was just what happened later on. No. Um, oh, okay. No, it was my girlfriend's birthday. We all went out for that. And, yeah, with, uh, uh, with Vegas and Tiff. Yep. Y'all are awesome. Yep. No, it went and consumed a metric Copious. ton of sushi. Yeah. And, Not me, because uh, I hate that shit. But I watched, and then I ate other food that looked more normal. Oh, I dominated the bait. I was just all over you everything I cooked. Yeah. Okay. I'm just... Ah, ah, eh, not a fisherman. Check it. Nor smart, though. <laughs> Recognizing it's the first step. Yeah, no, no. I just need help. Yeah. After that, we, uh, like I said, shockingly enough, we went for a few adult beverages. Oh, did we start out with we flying saucer? Started out at the flying saucer, then realized that if we were going to keep drinking, we should do maybe it we should to home. Get, <laughs> maybe we should head north and get closer to home. So ended up in Bickery Park. Oh, uh, the one Bickery in Plano. Park, the one in Plano. Because that's close to where we live. Closer to where we live, and also they have liquor there, and there needed to be shots of some sort. Oh, yeah, it was uh, uh, his girlfriend, Bonnie, it was her birthday, uh, 29, mm. 29, so we had to do birthday shots, and we got some uh, there at uh, Vickery, the, one of the bartenders, he plays around with like a ton of different shots, you know, everybody does that, but this guy's actually really good at mm. it, uh, I think we had the, birth cake, the birthday cake shot, and it straight up tasted like a birthday cake, I mean, it was really yeah. cool, like awesome yellow cake, so Jordan missed out on that, too. Because mm-hmm. um, he wasn't there, that was awesome. Yeah, I would have liked him to be, but he—he he, you could have hung out with me and not got laid. I mean, seriously, horrible. Just I have nothing wise to say to that. I'm just very disappointed in how this has turned out. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Um, since he's behind the camera, you can't see. But Jordan actually wore a shirt tonight that says "Victim." On the front, so it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't say prisoner. It is bright orange, though. Yeah, not the shirt I picked out. <laughs> is it the chick you didn't sleep with that she picked that up? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. I snorted. <laughs> I'll own it. 
Okay. Well, well, with the tapping of the beers, too. We'll go. Oh, yes. Uh, let's, oh. let's mention that we are, once again this evening, our drinking is sponsored by the fine folks at Vita Brevis Clothing. Uh, like we've said in the previous episodes, Vita Brevis translates over. It's Latin for life is short. Uh, both of us are actually on the Vita Brevis racing team. Yeah, so we're if you want to, yeah, we're, we're hardcore and official like that. Um, I have a card. Yeah, they're very involved in the racing community. Uh, the proprietor Jeremiah Scratch Stone. Yeah, Scratch. You'll see him at all the races, whether it's Toro or T Sec. Um, if you want to check out their products, go to their website Vita Bre- Vita or if you're out at one of the races, look for his signature Nar V. Yeah. The big R V that the Vita Brevis thing is all over. All over it and actually says Nar V. Yeah. It's because it's Nar something. Yeah. yeah. It it is super kick ass. We like pirates. I have yeah. a pirate flag too, typically hanging. Yeah. And so hanging by my truck and everything. You'll find Scratch there, you'll find one of us around. He always has the products with him. So it's I also have the loudest generator out. known to man. Yeah. And people have complained about it on the forums multiple times. You could probably just listen for that yeah. if your sight, by any chance, happens to suck. Yeah, it's one of those things, let's face it, when you get out to the races, a lot of big RVs, things like that, just follow yours because, I mean, you can hear his stuff in the next county. Yeah, Jenny's so, pretty loud, but yeah. Yeah, I like her that way. Jenny dominates the audio scene at the races. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of audio scene at the races, we're going to tie this into breast cancer awareness. Um, and that's what happened this past weekend at Anaheim Dose. Uh, and A2, this was past weekend um, at, at, you know, Anaheim Stadium. And uh, it was at, and typically, yeah, typically uh, A3 is the breast cancer awareness race, but because of Dodger Stadium being added to the se- uh, series, A2 was. And so everybody kind of had their fun pink gear out, you know, yeah. some uh, more subtle than others, and some like Chad Reed. It was all, yeah, it, it was, was balls out, man, straight yeah. up. Like, it was testicles just flapping in the wind. Yeah. Um, but... It's all for a good cause, and one of the things I didn't know, and it sounded like they've been keeping it quiet, was that uh, Jeremy Jeremy McGrath's wife Kim is actually fighting breast cancer right now. So it was one of those situations when they were showing, um, you know, all the all the footage and talking kind of, or the interview with Jeremy McGrath that it really brought it closer to home. Yeah, I think that a lot of people who had typically would just go out and wear pink and be like, oh, breast cancer awareness. You know, for a lot of the racers, because Jeremy McGrath is such a big idol and a yeah. mentor to everybody, that yeah. it was kind of like, oh my gosh, this can't happen to anybody, regardless of how fit you are, how much money you have, or, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, it's one of those things as well, where I, it's not like we're talking about people in their 60s here. I mean, we're yeah. talking about it young. Yeah, in her 30s, yeah, Kim's, I think, like woman. mid to late 30s, if even that old, honestly. I don't... Yeah, but uh, like you were saying, so many ties that... So many couples within the racing community have gotten to know him over the years. So many people following uh, McGrath and just being mentored by him. Yeah. That is, especially with Reed, him dedicating the whole weekend to her as well. Pretty awesome stuff. Uh, you want to go ahead and bring us through how some of this went down? No? Yeah. All right. We're over. Show's done. Yeah. Well, all right. As usual, we'll start with the track. Um, back in Anaheim, but for some reason, this track felt tiny. I Well, felt Looked tiny. He knows what tiny feels like, folks. <laughs> yes, yes. And so has everyone I've ever dated. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> no. So, <laughs> at, least, at least you're getting some. I know! <laughs> Jordan doesn't even know how to tell anybody that. Uh, uh, it's not a good selling point. No, the well, track it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brutally honest. No, um... 
the track itself, it, just the look of it, it, it looked so much smaller. I mean, I know Anaheim, it, it was not breathtaking. Um, everything seemed real tight. The rhythm section looked tricky as hell. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. one of those where there wasn't, it didn't seem like it allowed for the different options through it so that people, if somebody wanted yeah. to step up and have their big boy britches on. Yeah, you couldn't change up in the rhythm section that mm-hmm. much. I think James Stewart was the only person that was quadding one section. But yeah. um, other than that, I mean, you really kind of had to, you know, triple, triple, land, you know, on tabletop, off, and then just kind of then single out. And then, and then the other two rhythm sections after that, I mean, you were they were pretty one-lined, unfortunately, and so there wasn't much passing that could go on there. And if you screwed up, it was, yeah. look it at Wendell and Tedesco. You yeah. Know. yeah, no, it was one of those where it didn't allow for a lot of different lines through it. It didn't allow for a lot of different speed options. Yeah. It was pretty much as it, where you came out of that berm before it was pretty much where you are going to be when you left going yeah. into the berm after. Uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about this track, we talked about it last weekend, was the over and under. They brought the over and under back, but what they made it even cooler is because they made it even more like Hell Track, where you do the over and under, and then you immediately take the turn and go right back under it. And I was like, yeah! I mean, that was so so cool. Like that was, I love those things. Please keep them coming because I think that they're just the sweetest thing. I don't know. I've got to admit, no hip jump. No hip jump. I cried a little too. I poured a, I poured some of my forty out from my dead hip jump, but okay. I'm yeah. hoping it comes back. Oh yeah, I am. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I enjoyed too the layout of the track just a little bit. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying. How it seemed tight and the, just a little bit narrow and all that. And but I do like the way that they used um, crisscrossing the finish line, mm-hmm. you know, and then using the over and under and stuff. Just a little bit more landscape for the, yeah. you know, the. A little bit more track for the available landscape. That they that, they're going to do something so dramatically different going back to the same location yeah. again. I mean, they always do. Yeah. Uh, but it just, for some reason, if you look at Anaheim 1 layout versus this. Yeah, no, I it, like A1 better. It, they were completely different. And if if you didn't tell me what I was looking at, I wouldn't have guessed they were in the same location. Yeah. Just somehow everything seems so much more compacted. Um, well, do you want to get into the lights? Um. Yeah, uh... I think uh, this was actually uh, pretty good. Pretty good lights racing, I would say. Um, in the in the first practice, Hanson unfortunately, or not the first practice, in dur- during the practices, Hanson had a really bad crash. I mean, nasty. yeah, it was it was nasty. A bike came over and hit him in the back of the head. You could even see it like rear up and throttle on his legs. I mean, it was it was pretty nasty. Um, and he actually, from what they were saying, he broke his hand and his uh. His outside two fingers. I mean, it's pretty serious stuff. But he still, you know, the way it turned out, I mean, he manned up and just owned it. And mm-hmm. So, but that pra- that crash was insane, in- intense. Uh, one of the other things that I thought was funny about in the lights, and uh, if you watch the first heat race, right at the very beginning, right as they're panning across, and the the hot chick with the pink top is walking across, you know, heat one, blah blah blah. The first rider, his uh, eight number six eighty, his mechanics pit board says, "Do I look dumb now?" <laughs> and I barely caught it, but it was just like he's just kind of holding it off to the side of the bike, and it's awesome. So uh, I, I didn't catch his name, number six eighty. Obviously, he didn't impress anybody that much. But uh, if anybody knows what that was about, that'd be good to know. So yeah, keep that. Still one up. of those awesome sights to catch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I was kind of like, what the hell? I had to pause, rewind, and not pause, and then I or uh, yeah, and then, like looked at it. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Well, more than normal. Um, 
And then the other thing they kept talking about during the 450s and the 250s, the fact that Roxon may ride a 350 this coming weekend in Houston. I think yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's going to be awesome. Uh, we were both talking before about how it was the mindset before. They were so worried about him being hurt that they were going to pull him out of it so he'd be healthy. Yeah. And now they're talking about him going to the, the big 350s, show. Yeah. yeah, and then having gotten third, I mm-hmm. think that you know, that shows that he's calmed down. He's become more consistent. And do you think it might be because of the fact that he's on a 250 and they're thinking about bringing a 250 rider to ride a 350 opposed to, to trying to bring a 450 yeah, rider used down? To, somebody that's used to wrapping up in the RPM range more. And it's everyone that we've talked to that's ridden a 350, ridden a 350s say that you just have to ride it like it's the fastest 250F that you've been on. Mm. Keep the rev range up and just wrap it out. So I'd be curious. That'll be to interesting, see. yeah, for yeah. being sure. Um, one of the other little tidbits about the East, uh, or I'm sorry, about the lights, was the Troy Lee guys. They did it last race and they've done it this race, and they have that little flag. And I think it's the Lucas Lucas Oil little flag. What is up? I mean, is that just like extra ad placement? What is that? I got nothing. Um, Besides the dumb, what else is? <laughs> yeah, uh, to com- to combat this, the uh, Pro Circuit Kawasaki guys are going to wear capes at the Ooh. next race. It's a lot of ad placement space. Yeah, there. it's going to be awesome. I mean, no. I hope it doesn't get caught in there. No, if you but. know what's going on with that, let us know. Yeah, because it's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's that's fine. Um, and then Heat won. Uh, it looks like, uh, you know, it came out. Eli uh, Eli Tomac got the whole shot. Um, Cunningham wound up getting around Tomac when he p- pitched it uh, in the sand. Uh, and that's kind of how it netted out with uh, Cunningham coming away with the win. And Tomac really close on his heels. But uh, it sucked for number 707 because he came off the, that triple, the big triple that they were saying was pitching everybody really high. I mean, he landed right in the face. He didn't kind of like rocks in it where he, you know, caught just the back end. He went over. right into the face. And that, I want to say that he that there was chatter about him breaking his tibia and, uh, and, and doing something to his pelvis or his hip. Mm. It might be the same bone. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Um, now, that looked pretty serious and that was pretty nasty. Um, but I'm, I'm a medical idiot. Don't look to me. Yeah. For... Well, idiot. Hmm. Um, heat two was pretty straightforward. Hanson got the whole shot. Came away with the win. After that, everybody there were people behind him. Hmm. So uh, the main was really good though. The, the main was a really good race. Hanson got the whole shot. Hanson got the win. Uh, that's pretty pretty common these days. You know, we're five rounds in. Um, but the really cool part was uh, Tomac and Roxon because they had a nice little battle going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were kind of you know pushing each other here, pushing each other there, getting by each other, mm-hmm. coming back around. Um, and then as well, once Tomac kind of got in a second and kind of um, got comfortable, he actually started pushing Hanson, and he mm-hmm. made a pass on Hanson. Hanson got him back really quick. But the thing was is that he was nosing in there. So I really am anxious to see. We're gonna go to the East for the Houston race, but we're gonna come back to the West, and then we're gonna have the last West. Um, but I'm really anxious to see if Tomac can kind of keep this confidence and mm-hmm. keep that going because he, he has consistently gotten better. Yeah, I mean, that's performed better. Yeah, that's something we were talking about last week as well. Just his consistency this year, it hasn't been the flash in the pan from the outdoor where he came out like a ball flash of fire. In his and pants? Not a flash in his pants. Oh, okay. I can see the excitement in your eyes. No, but it, since he's come out and been consistent in the Supercross series this year, it's just, it's been awesome to see. I mean, because he does seem like a likable enough kid. Oh, yeah. And then, he, like yeah, you're he saying. He seems like he's an awesome dude, that's yeah. for sure. And then with uh, Rox and him being able to mellow out, just put in these more consistent rides and everything, I'm, I really hope they let him loose on a 350. That would, that would be awesome. awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. No, but speaking of the of the big class, four fifties were well, we'll start running through it chronology through the chronology, chronology. of it. Chronological Chronological order. Yeah, yeah. SAT words kick my ass. Damn yeah. it. No, uh first heat Pretty much the Stewart show. It was Villapoto's pass on uh, Tedesco, and yeah. when he finally got around him, when he just oh, cut aggressive. that inside, <laughs> it was so awesome. I mean, it it was just hot. There's no two ways around it. Um, and also with Tedesco, when Wyndham oh yeah him and came Wyndham came together in Ooh. that awkward rhythm section, it was just it's when you were watching it, it was like seeing something in slow motion, kind of like a lot of times when you actually <coughs> wreck. When you're going through it, and you'll have one of those slow motion ones. <laughs> I had this like panic moment as I'm watching it because I was like, "Wait, is something happening to me?" Because it seems like it's going really Why slow. Why is my couch moving? <laughs> yeah, like, damn it, I'm about to get pushed into the coffee table. But no, uh, heat one finished up with Stewart. Are you riding Guinness around the living room again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, Stewart, Bill <coughs> and then Chisholm for heat one. Heat two was. Um, Fairly uneventful. Uh, Dungey pulling out the win with Kennard, Brayton, and Reed. Uh, the really surprising thing was that... Uh, Michael Lessie? Hello? Yeah, he made the main. He made the main. I know. Yeah. Awesome job. Good dude. job, little buddy. Holy hell. Don't let your dad see this. I don't want him to kick my ass. Yeah. I'm going to get choked out at a local <laughs> by, race. By Tony Alessie. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm not your kid. You don't need to abuse me. Um, so then we move on to the main... <laughs> Or allegedly abused. I'm sorry. Sorry. Almost lawyer. <laughs> Made yeah. eye contact on that. <laughs> We've had um, a discussion about defamation already. Today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You knew it would come up with the less <laughs> All right. So, uh, in the main, that was pretty much... Uh, it wasn't the most big picture exciting race because the way they left the line on the whole charts, the way it wrapped up. Yep. I mean, Stewart in first, then... Uh, the Ginger Ninja second and Reed in third, which I was really excited to see Reed finally have a good start because I was sitting there wondering what he was going to do with it. I didn't think, I mean, let's face it, James Stewart gets a good start and his bike doesn't crack in half. He's going to, he's, it's going to become the, it's going to be the Bubba show. He's yeah, going to lay it down. Everybody, yeah. which he did. Which he did. But it, which was awesome to see, but they, the one thing about the coverage on that is they'll always end up focusing on everyone else just because he's he going to be riding off, yeah. perfect and smooth, which it it's almost like a detriment to him that he's such a badass smooth rider because you get to see less of less him in coverage. the race because there's going to be less of a chance of him going wild ass. But yeah. it, You'll always see us crash. Oh, yeah. Good so you should totally sponsor us because there'll be tons of footage of that. Oh, yeah. I'm good for it yeah. all the time. Hell, I'll blow the oil plug out of my bike. That's how awesome I am. Mm -hmm. No, um, like I said, Reed coming out in third, um, third off the line in the whole shot and carrying it all the way to the end. Um, Dungey, it seemed like the first half of the race, well, I mean, he only made it halfway, <laughs> but the first half of the race, he seemed so disconnected. Yeah, but then when he walk. started picking off Team KTM, he popped short. He gets past Alessi. It seemed like he was going to actually put a run together. And I was oh, yeah, like, okay, right. he's figured out this course. He's figured out this track. He's really going to start making a push towards the front. And I was instead, he pushed about... his bike off the sidelines. 
Yeah, no, instead he pushed that chain right off the sprocket and then pushed it very quickly into the pits and yeah. disappeared. He didn't which... even give Aaron Bates a chance to catch up and ask him, what went wrong? It's the chain, lady. The yeah. chain came off my bike. Bef- watch out before I smack you. Yeah, it's one of those things. I figured that he'd hang out just to look at her because it is breast cancer awareness, and, I mean, there is a word involved there with Aaron Bates that comes to mind. But, Heath? yeah. So the results for the uh, main were Stewart, Villapoto, and Reed, as previously mentioned. Uh, Brayton and Kennard rounded up out the top five. Sucked for Dungey because um, oh, we still have no. yeah, big points. <laughs> yeah, big picture points wise, he's dropped back down. Um, we still have the big names in the top five, so it's uh, Stewart, Villapoto, Reed, then Kennard, then Dungey. But it's. I've got to admit, I, I am psyched that Reed's in third right now. Yeah, no, I, it's it's really been awesome. I mean, to see Reed because of the fact that, like we were earlier on, you know, Reed has always kind of been a hothead. Yeah. You know, and, you know, big diamond studded earrings and kind of an attitude. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's the new team. Maybe it's just a change of, change of pace. But he has really started uh, to mature and mm-hmm. act way more professional and just not have as much attitude. And it's been a lot of fun to listen to him yeah. talk afterwards and to, and to learn about the team's progress every week to be an owner and how that how he grows every week as an owner mm-hmm. and as well to hear how he grows every week as a rider with this new team that he's you know taken on. So I agree. I think it's awesome. Um, you know, he may not win this first year, but it's excuse me, it's definitely something you can tell that that package is really starting to form and form well. We're gonna go with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it is. It is quite awesome. And then the Ginger Ninja man, I, I just mm-hmm. I want to see him just throw, you know, throwing stars of awesomeness at Chad Reed and just start to, you know, knife in there a little bit more and. And battle. Mm-hmm. I want to see the battle. No, um, when we're talking about people's maturity seeming to come along as well, uh, Stewart, his oh, interviews. Oh, yeah. His, his, inter- yeah his, his interview, this one was really, really good. I was really impressed. It's one of those things where... God, that's my verbal crutch. No, uh, going into it, you look at him and think, okay, one of the most talented, well, the most talented writer on earth, arguably... Has his own reality show. You'd kind of expect there to be a definite douche factor. <laughs> and it's while he... Amplitude of douchage? <laughs> yes, an amplitude of douche. <laughs> yeah, a nice spritzing of uh, vinegar through the pits. No, but he actually, he comes across like uh, like he's more down to earth this year than ever, ever before. Ever has been, yeah. And it's just, it's really added to his likability. Likeability. Likeability. It has added to his likability. Yeah. What is anything? Oh, uh, I think one of my closing arguments. Uh, not two. I have two. I have two. Before um, he rests his case. Yeah. Last year, for the breast cancer awareness race, they did breast molds of Aaron Bates and the other little hottie blonde that um, does talking of announcing type. Uh, I do not remember her name, unfortunately. Just remember she's cute, blonde, and has boobs. Um, well, they did chess molds of both of those young ladies, and uh, they auctioned those off. And I was really looking forward to something like that again this year because they even had a behind-the-scenes video of them making those. Now, granted, we're talking you know PG-rated here, you know G-rated at that. It was TV-rated, but it was still just a thought. It was quite nice. 
I have um, an awesome I imagination. Didn't have a, even like a chance at a fight like that this time, and so that kind of bugged me. Uh, the second thing that bugged me when it comes to women in pink was what Miss Supercross was wearing, Diana Dahlgren. I, I, who put that ensemble together? I mean, I hate to criticize women in the clothing, because, but still. There are two things on that subject. Number one, what they had her in. Number two, the fact that oh. while they're getting ready for the main to start, they're showing her... But Speed has, and I, I, I love what they bring to the table with their insight and announcing, but they had the keys to the race like over her, just pretty much obscuring yeah. all view. But whoever she was talking to, you could have just covered their face up and shown her. Yeah. Because that was just it was ridiculous. A very, very heinous tactical error on their part in the placement. That, that, so, it was bad. Yeah. Keys to the race, over the men, not over the women. Exactly. That's where we're going to net out on this one. Um, for things coming up in the near future, this coming up weekend, um, I'm looking forward to is the second round of TSEC. Um, so we're going to have uh, our race this coming up weekend in Gilmer, Texas. It's going to be at Barnwell Mountain. Uh, it's put on by Troy Green and his little group of minions called the Row One Riders. They always ride on Row Run. Row, row One. Row One. Um, and so hence the name. The Row One Riders. Um, it's going to be a really good time, man. They have spent a ton of time out there um, cutting a lot of new single track and then as well kind of grooming up a lot of the single track that's been out there that's been hidden. Um, a lot of people who go out to Barnwell Mountain can't find the single track, blah, blah, blah. Well, they've got it marked this time, and it's going to be an official race. Uh, they even have an A-only split. So once we're in the long course section, we literally have this is going to be Really hard and nasty, and this is going to be 0.6 miles longer, but it's going to be for the, the A and AA guys only. So it's going to be interesting, man. I really think it's going to be a good time, and I urge all anybody, man, cross-country riders, anybody who is pissed about Toro being canceled this weekend, um, looking forward to new races coming up, want to test your bike, you know, get beat by a couple Enduro riders, do it, man. We would love for you to come out. Um, what is he saying? Let's look at the little flyer here. What's all this big, bold stuff? No AMA membership required. No spark arresters. No com no computer. No timekeeping. So, I mean, there's there's no gate fees. There's no reason not to come. If you're used to paying 50 60 70 bucks a week in a race, this is a $45 entry fee. So, you know, anything to worry about, come out Sunday morning, race at Barnwell this weekend. That's what we want to have happen. That's what we're talking about. All right, coming up this weekend as well will be the second round of the Hare and Hound series at, on February 13th. It's at Four Aces in Ridgecrest, California. I'm sure that we will throw a lovely link along here. Yeah, yeah we could talk to people. Yeah, exactly. And then after, well, also coming up this weekend, Supercross is back at us. Supercross. Another Supercross. Supercross. Yeah, down at Reliance Stadium in Houston. Texas! What, what? Mm. One of the cool things, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, one of the cool things about this is we're actually going to see the first round of the East uh, Lights uh, division. What's kind of neat is typically we get like four races, and then you know they go back and do four, five, six races, and then we get the two last West. So this kind of we're kind of getting an East West, then back to East. So it'll be kind of neat to see all the guys that have been you know out there practicing, out there trying to, to get everything perfect, mm -hmm. you know, and try to stay healthy. And, uh, and come out with the gun swing. And I think a couple of those guys that I'm looking forward to is going to be Warden, Barsha, Wilson, 
And I want to see how Blake Baggett's going to do on the Geico team. It's going to be interesting. He did really well with the Rockstar Makita team last year. Um, it's just going to be, you know, I, I think he's going to be backed by a little bit better team um, with the Geico guys. I guess, mm -hmm. um, so I think the Geico, Geico Honda Lights team is probably the, the second in line when it comes to the, the Lights team because Pro Circuit's really just kind of got the... Domination. Yeah, the domination yeah. factor going on. So it'll be interesting. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I wish that we could do breast cancer awareness all races in February and and make fun of people or dare at women. Hmm. We do both anyway, so yeah. um, it shouldn't be hard. All right, so we're almost, we're almost out of time here. We've had a lot of fun, and the big thing is is that I did make a lot of fun of my friend Jordan, and uh, he probably didn't. He probably wasn't of aware of the breast that he needed to be this weekend. But since it was Breast Cancer Awareness Weekend, but I'd like him to come up really quick so you guys can see his face. So Jordan, if you wouldn't mind taking the headphones off and bringing us your cute little button nose. I don't. I don't really think we need to do this. Yeah, you do. Come on, Jordan. Get in the middle here, buddy. Nice. Get in the middle. <coughs> he dressed for the occasion too. Yeah. I thought we were just gonna be sitting around. Yeah. Well, here you go. Here, get that. Up. Come here. Alright. Kids. Alright. Thank uh, you very much for paying attention. Thanks. Oh, yeah, and uh, I'm glad we could uh, have this pintful awesome with you guys. Good times! Love it. See ya. <laughs> Made me look like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was and gonna say. We're out.